0: the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right from track to track from toe to toe to back
1: that was way too much where it's all been done that's a long walk for an intro
0: it's a long walk off a short pier is what it really should be uh where it's all been done the podcast perhaps one day a chimp will say my co-host's name it's evan
1: tell me what's the circumstance of your circumcision it's my co-host saker do you actually want me to tell you what the circumstances. probably was? you were a baby and you were born <laughs> yeah I that was, like, that was back really... in the day when they were just doing them like Ooh. you know like baby pops out cut off his old? little peen peen
0: cut off his i think you're confused as to what Wait, they do they don't take like
1: it? a good six inches off <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> when i was born it was dragging behind that's me. right like oh, jesus like it's it's just it's you don't want that just hanging down your leg like a snake tail.
0: <laughs> that's why they called me Snaker at that's first. The snaker. And then eventually when it got cut off, the end got cut off. And that's why I became Saker. Oh. Yeah. Oh. True fact. Um, yeah. That's why they call me Evan Conda. <laughs> God, I wish your name was Andy at this moment Andy and Conda. the other
1: moment. Well, we could call Andy Cregan. Okay. Andy oh, Conda. he's the Andy Conda? Andy Conda. I like that. Speaking of the Cregans and the naked Ladies in general, I had... Okay. Real quick, so,
0: thank you for pivoting because I was just about to suggest that we make up nicknames for every بنت ladies dick. So oh, that all right, pivot, was probably please, pivot, probably pivot, the pivot. best.
1: You know how when you're studying like a language, yes. they say you don't really understand. Like, you can tell when you're starting to actually get the language because you start to dream in the language. Uh-huh. Like, I've had a couple Japanese dreams, and usually I don't speak very good Japanese in my dreams. I speak about as good Japanese as... <laughs> but I had my first bare-naked lady dream. You did? I did. <laughs>
0: Were you speaking ladies? English. English. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian English. Uh-huh. So. Were uh, you speaking in pivots? <laughs> I was speaking in pivots. <laughs> okay, good.
1: But I know hearing about dreams is very boring, so I will be very... <laughs> brief with it Uh um the premise of the dream was that kevin hearn had either died or somehow lost the uh, left the band and they needed a new pianist Uh uh-huh and for some reason i was the only one who could fill the slot Uh uh-huh and granted i can play piano but like comparing my piano skills to like kevin hearn's (laughs) is like comparing like yeah i can drive a car but i'm not going to be like a formula one race car driver (laughs) so so they they somehow fit me into the band we did a concert together with me like just paralyzed with fear like noodling on the keyboard yeah and then we were in the tour bus and i must have spent like an hour and a half talking to ed and it's just normal conversation but then tyler shows up and again i told you this is boring so i'm getting through it quickly this is the end of the dream tyler shows up with like a huge bag full of like action figures like anime action figures and like Pokemon cards and stuff like that and he's just like here this is all for you this is all for you and I'm like what what do you what Tyler's like I'm rich I don't care I, I like giving gifts so here you go here have all these have all these Pokemon cards have all these action figures and I'm like I don't know what I'm gonna do with these he's like thank you you're welcome you're welcome and that was the end of my dream like I woke up like
0: it's delightful to me that he gave you unwrapped like a garbage bag of well, it was like it was
1: produce. like a big box but they were like in box like all the, oh. all the action figures and stuff oh were in gosh, box true. and all the cards really were in there rich. yeah he's like He's like, it doesn't cost me anything to do this.
0: <laughs> this is the most... See, that's the fun of dreams. It's not the banality. It's like, oh, Tyler came in and his mouth was made of popcorn. And well, he just kept... I usually, usually, don't, have, I usually don't have
1: bizarre surrealist dreams like that. You My usually dreams usually have like a through a through line, like a narrative through line.
0: Hmm. We need to have, when we do the episode for When You Dream, which is the track the caps off stunt, we need to mm-hmm. just have a... Uh, uh sort of we need to log our dreams for a month and we
1: need to come in with a notebook full of dreams that sounds like the most boring podcast ever <laughs> dreams are really boring to talk about
0: <laughs> they one time when i was young this is one of the only dreams i can remember uh, really I can't remember much of it uh, is I, I was trying to keep a dream journal for a while which helped mm-hmm. me remember my dreams better um, but uh, so I, I remember dreaming about Austin Powers mm-hmm. and he was in like which the, movie the wilderness like first movie I guess okay. first movie awesome. and he was breaking up a wooden chair and he was throwing it into a fire mm-hmm. like to keep warm because he was freezing cold and that's the only part of the dream I remember but again I, whenever I would have a dream I'd wake up I'd write it down immediately and the next morning I woke up and I realized I had woken up Sometime during the night to write that dream down, but all I had written was Senators versus Zombies, which seemed to have nothing to do with Austin Powers. <laughs> but I want to know what my Senators versus jo- Zombies dream was. That seems like more interesting, I would think.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could do like a, the Senators or the survivors in the House are. Like, because there's there's so many more House representatives than senators. So The oh, senators man. trying to fight their way out of the senatorial chamber, having all the House members having been turned into zombies.
0: I think you just pitched that in the room, and I bought it.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: like that movie. Well, what well, would that movie be called? I
1: was just about to ask you.
0: Uh, okay, that movie is called. Um, okay, so what's a, what's a term we can play off of here?
1: Uh, anything with a uh, so.
0: Representatives. Nope, that's nope, not. Good. Nope. <laughs> Um, Chamber of Secrets Chamber of <laughs> no. I think that's a Harry Potter movie <laughs> Wait, it's a what movie? A Harry Potter movie? I don't know Chamber what that of is secrets? It's, a second, it's like the second Harry, Harry Potter I don't know what you're saying Oh, God Harfi Fawfer Oh, my God Speaking of Harry, Harry Potter
1: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of young wizards
0: Speaking of the young wizards Oh, boy, hold on Let's find a better pivot Speaking of senators mm, Nope, not there He's the story editor <laughs> A.K.A. the senator <laughs> the <story>. Oh,
2: God <laughs> For
0: <laughs> for Cartoon Network, Sonic Boom, and he's written for shows like Nick Jr.'s Sunny Day and YouTube's Chomp Squad. It's Alan Denton. Hi, Alan.
3: How are you? Hey. <laughs> well, hey. you know, speaking of senators, uh-huh. uh, here I am. <laughs> hey, I'm good. <laughs> I,
0: I expected something longer, but I really love speaking of senators. Here I am. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> intro. <laughs> I'm going to start hey, walking honey. into rooms. Hey. Hey. Speaking of senators, here I am.
3: <laughs> it only works if they're speaking of senators when you walk in the but room, though.
0: Does it? I mean, I feel like <laughs> I could walk into any room and and that would at least captivate people. It would gather their attention. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this guy wasn't speaking of senators.
3: Um, Alan, h- how are you, man? How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I, for those that don't know, I'm 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 out in Los Angeles. I'm a TV writer. Um, I don't know. I I've been the uh, I've been like working on a on a pilot this week and stuff. So listening to, to bare naked ladies has been like a nice, uh, you know side quest to do
0: <laughs> has it re- wait well here's the big question though have you listened to bare naked ladies or have you listened to i know over and over again i've been listening to i
1: know oh, a lot oh i'm so okay all right that's a thing you can do yeah, it's got it's got political yeah. themes i guess so it runs into our senatorial okay, good. arguments
0: your pilot is like a, a sequel to veep right uh... oh sure okay cool <laughs> cool um,
1: so you're going to you're going to take that uh, senators versus zombies idea and just run with it right <laughs> oh yeah
3: that's mine now. okay <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i mean you can have it I mean there, if you, there's so many good lines for that like, amend this
0: <laughs> I really enjoy that um, the speaker rests you just got vetoed
1: <laughs> that, that's what the president does oh
0: well I was I, I know stuff about politics Do it's you? cool no I know very little about I know enough to be upset enraged and to call my call your senators call your senators every everyone, everyone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah you, you as long as you can be misinformed as long as you have that blind outrage. That's, that's what we yep, need. That's, that's the important part. That's sort of the important part in the American political I, system. You have to be angry.
0: somebody tells me to be angry I'm going to be no, angry. that's yeah. not true at all. Well, there's so much to be angry about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a lot to be angry about. Oh boy, this episode's getting deeply political already. Well, I mean, that's
1: I mean, speaking, I mean, we want to pivot. Oh, actually, you can't pivot into that yet.
0: <laughs> good, good. Very good. <laughs> you, look so, you look like you'd just stolen a cookie.
1: Well, I'm going to say I cookie. Don't Know is a very, like, political song.
0: <laughs> you keep calling it. You came over Today and said, "Are we doing? I don't know." First.
1: Oh yeah, because I give the songs my own titles, <laughs> and I don't know is what I gave it.
0: It's Good. That's I didn't very, really know
1: what it was about at very first.
0: Very clever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan, tell us a little bit about uh, you. Work on Sonic Boom, correct? Yeah. Were you always a Sonic fan? Where did you kind of grow up with Sonic? I'm curious. Yeah.
2: Well,
3: so what? Sonic came out in like '91. Uh huh. So that would have made me about seven years old when Sonic came out. So I was kind right. of right there we got we got the sega genesis so i, I played uh, played sonic games most of my childhood through dreamcast i kind of quit after sure. dreamcast as i think Sh- a lot of people did <laughs> yeah i
0: think so sonic heroes was the run out after that and i think people were i don't know kind of turned off by that a little
1: bit sega dreamcast
0: yeah Oh, Alan, as we're recording this, I don't mean to give too much away, but today is the Sega Dreamcast's 19th birthday. Oh, it is. It's September what a, 9th. What a perfect day to have you on the show. Wow. Why don't you just pull that uh, out of your what ass. What do you think they're going
3: to do next year for the big 20th?
0: Oh, oh man, if they release the Dreamcast mini, I'd be over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> that so would
1: be really cool. They're going to finally get to the, you know, the final conclusion of the Dreamcast where you can play video games in your dreams. Oh, oh. My God. So you just log in, you get a little chip in your head.
0: A- Evan, you seemed uh, upset and bewildered that I knew when the Sega Dreamcast birthday was, but yeah. everybody remembers that famous ad campaign, 9999. Okie dokie. Never mind. Yeah, it came out September 9th, 1999. And uh, boy, oh boy, what a system. That was one of the best launches of all time. Did you, Did Alan, did you get it
3: on launch day? No, I didn't. I actually, mm. I, I, I bought the Dreamcast after it it was discontinued you know oh, i bought really it, i bought it like i think it was like i bought it on ebay like right after they announced the end of it i bought like a dreamcast and some controllers and like 20 games yeah for like i don't know 150 dollars or something just like right. somebody unloading all of their junk so so i was like i was playing dreamcast like when it was i don't know hipster to be playing dreamcast or something right you know Wasn't... bringing it to college
0: Right. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was about the time that I was uh, into it as well. I, it was late high school for wasn't, me.
1: Wasn't the Dreamcast sort of the death knell for Sega, though?
0: It was, yeah. It was, uh, the Genesis was a hit, the Saturn was downhill,
1: and the Dreamcast was great, but, like, nobody, well, I guess it didn't sell well I enough. I mean, if Sega is, like, Rome, right? If the, the Dreamcast <laughs> yeah. is Rome, then, like, they're sort of, like, they're still Byzantium. Like, they're still, Sega's still around. Like, they're still, uh, they still create stuff, right? But they're, well, not, now yeah. they're just third party. Right. So they're, so they're sort of surviving... On the Straits of the Bosporus, just hanging on uh, there.
0: <laughs> I love Alan's exhausted. Uh, <laughs> You're comparing it to ancient Rome, but yes, absolutely, Evan, you've hit it one hundred. Okay. Rome, Rome was all around right. till
1: 1400. All right, Till the 1400s. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, that's that's when the Ottomans finally blew up. You know, Rome is still around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just letting you know, dude. I, I wasn't sure if you were aware, uh, but yeah, man, that that day one launch with Crazy Taxi, Soul Calibur, Sonic Adventure, ready to rumble. God, it was it was intense. It Crazy was good day. Taxi.
1: Cra- were you not a Crazy Taxi fan, Ev? I, I don't think I've played a Dreamcast game ever. I was like a PC gamer. I was always a PC gamer but back in the day. At the very least, you know, the arcade where you sit in the taxi and you have like the shifter. and You're like hitting, it's like a Grand Theft Auto thing. No, or you're like stealing it's Armageddon.
0: No, it's totally scored by Offspring. You got to at least remember. I know the Offspring. Oh, good. Oh. Then you know Crazy Taxi. <laughs> That's <laughs> yes, the only thing that... they've ever done. <laughs> they did the Crazy Taxi soundtrack and do, they were finished, I think. Do you seriously not know how to play Crazy Taxi?
1: I mean, I, I probably could figure
3: it out. It's like driving a taxi, right? But
0: Yeah, except, yeah. I mean, you don't know, crazy drift in your car. You don't know, crazy dash in your yeah. car. There's,
3: there's people all over the place. You pick one up, and they say where they want to go, and you get there as fast as possible, drop them off, pick somebody else up, and you kind of get bonus time if you're faster and everything. Okay, you just keep driving around, just kind of driving over everybody, murdering people, and just, you know, I don't know, driving around <laughs> town.
1: So it is like Grand Theft Auto.
0: I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Evan looked totally bewildered when you said the murdering people part. God, I wish so that game had it's just an one of those.
1: It's just one of those job games where, like, you, you got a job.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a taxi sim like, if taxis. Papers, please. If taxis were crazy. Because <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> almost nobody wants to go to the KFC in real life. <laughs> you pick them up on the side of the road, they want to get driven one block to church. Because uh, that's how yeah. it happens in real life, right? Uh, yeah, it was. A t- you know what? After this record, I'm going to sit you down in front of my Dreamcast. You're going to uh, play a little bit of a Crazy Taxi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's not going to happen, is it? Well, thank you. Okay. Um. Yeah, so Alan, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your history if any with bare naked ladies. Let's actually go okay. segue into the topic that that is at
3: hand. Yeah, so if, hand. uh one week came out, you know, like the one week was my uh exposure to bare naked ladies. Of uh, course, right? Yeah, I I mean I was obsessed with that song. I learned right. I learned you know it, it's like it becomes a challenge to then, you know, learn all the lyrics as I think like I don't know. 60% of people around that era did was like, learn all the lyrics to one week. And that'll make right. me, in- that'll make me interesting. Uh, <laughs> yes. So I, I was obsessed with that song. Uh, I never bought a uh, stunt. Okay. I remember going to like Sam Goody a few times and like looking at it, but it was like yeah. so popular that <laughs> I like... I don't know. I didn't want, it was like too many people had it. So it would have been like shameful for me to buy. I don't know. It you were a hipster as a, as a kid, what? I guess. I don't know. It, it's a weird time when you're 14 years old. Sure. You know, you're like, is it, I like, I like this. I know I like this, but what if people see me with it? They'll be like, oh, you like popular stuff. I don't know. It was weird. So I never bought a stunt. Right. Um, I remember I had a mix CD that I listened to all the time. And like if I was listening in public on a stereo when one week came on, I'd like quickly skip past it so that people (laughs) wouldn't... Jeez. Wouldn't know. Wow, uh, yeah. I don't it was it was silly. Yeah. Uh
0: <laughs> Well, that's a uh, the... deeply ingrained uh shame, which is <laughs> like I feel that that's almost like the nerd experience, I think. I mean, if you if you grow up and work on Sega related properties, I think everyone had that shame when they were little. <laughs> like, you know, oh, somebody's going to see me with this thing and they're going to make fun of me, no matter what the thing is. I, I think know unpopular stuff and popular stuff alike
3: <laughs> the weird thing is also on that cd i had the spongebob squarepants theme song and <laughs> Would you i had, play that one <laughs> i had no shame about that
0: <laughs> that's so good oh know. my god but one week wow what a powerful message is yeah. that one week is more shameful than <laughs> listening to cartoon
1: theme songs in public
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so
1: i think even back in the day like bnl was like dad rock like, even if you liked it as a kid, like, even, even at their highest, like, level, it was, they were they were for dads, kind of, even though dads didn't listen to them. <laughs> right. Like, it was just sort of, they sort of had that ambiance about them. And I, I don't mean to denigrate them at all. They're still, they're a wonderful band. But right. Like, it just kind of had that. Yeah, They didn't have the edge that a lot of other alternative bands had.
0: I mean, yeah, it was around that time that we had... So, I mean, I think when Stunt was coming out, we had, like, the popular music was, like, Linkin Park and Corn, and like, that was... Oh, yeah, like, like, counting, new like Metal Crows
1: and, like, Smashing Pumpkins, well, even that, like, yeah, like that was... Siamese Dream sort of stuff was around, around Stunt. And, sure, So you've got these sort of edgier alternative bands that are putting out you know things that teenagers wouldn't be ashamed to have heard, right? But then you've got your like bare naked ladies, you got your blues travelers, you got stuff like that where it's like you can listen to it and it's okay to listen to it with your parents around, right. but you wouldn't like necessarily want to like throw it on a turntable at a fucking <laughs> high school party.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because I was kind of into. I uh, see bare naked ladies almost felt hip because they were making references to things that were well no they weren't now that i think about it kurosawa not a hip reference to me that was my
1: favorite part of that song that's
3: what that's what hooked me in burt
0: camford yeah uh yeah what a x-files x-files was kind of hip at the time i remember my sister Mm -hmm. being super into x-files she was probably in her 20s mid-20s when that song came out
1: it was just one of those songs that got a ton of radio play so then everyone sort of got over overstimulated and yes it's just sort of no one was a fan of it anymore there was like a, a hard turn a un, yeah. very unfair hard turn because it's a really good song yeah and they're a really good band
0: yeah yeah absolutely I agree with that we strange feel-
1: straight I'm gonna take a hot take on this bare naked ladies podcast and <laughs> say b is a great band
0: yeah <laughs> Actually, for us that is kind of a hot take we do need to be nicer because i love the good ladies and we need to show that we love them more we're too hard and i'm
1: coming to love them
0: good your steve stockholm does like any said well before. like any
1: good relationship it takes time to build sure like so you had a sexual relationship with naked ladies <laughs> like you're, you're like it's all romance for you and i'm <laughs> i my, my my love of them is deeper and more oh, heartfelt. oh so it's
0: more it's agape it's growing over time is that what it is agape love what does that mean am, is this a thing or am i making it up
3: I don't Alan, know what you're talking about. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Agape of the mouth wide open with surprise or wonder. That's, Hold up. That's a gape. No, I know that's a gape. Okay, Wikipedia. Agape is a Greco-Christian term referring to love, the highest form of love, charity, and the love for of God for man and of man for God.
1: Okay, yeah, so what are I'm are you talking about. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad you're here to set us right, Alan. For some reason, I thought that was, like, pure love, and but it's godly. Do you love very good ladies as if they were god, Evan?
1: Uh, I love them to the extent that I love god, yeah, I
3: guess. <laughs> okay, very good. Oh, okay.
0: All right. Um, Alan, did you—so you liked One Week. Did you ever get into any of their other songs? You or? know,
3: not, not really. Like, I feel like there's an alternate timeline where I buy stunt because I was so <laughs> close <laughs> and then I become a big bare naked ladies fan, but like uh-huh. I didn't buy it, and I don't know the other stuff. You know, yeah, you you, you, you know, you know, it's all been done. Is as, is as the theme song to the Baby Blues show, or right. or, or if I had a million dollars was was run on the local lottery commercials and stuff. <laughs> That's so, cute. so you know, like it's around, but it's just you know, the I I, I didn't learn the words to any other songs. You know, right. What I right. Mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I, I totally understand that. Yeah, it's. I mean, you, 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 you latch onto one. You kind of glom onto the, the thing that you like the most. And for some bands, I think that's. I, Evan, did I ever tell you how I got into the deeper cuts? There was. Do you remember Waves Music at the mall by our yeah. house, the Southern Park mm-hmm. Mall? It was going out of business once, and I happened to be at the mall in the day it was going out of business, and they had like, buy, whatever like twenty CDs for a dollar because they were just Ugh. going out oh. of business. Oh, that's and sad. I, Oh, it was it was crazy, but I, I actually got the Toe Jam and Earl soundtrack there. Speaking of Sega properties, for some reason, because they only had like shit that nobody else wanted at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they had a lot of Bernice Lady singles, and so I bought a shit ton of Bernice and Lady singles, and that's kind of how I got into the B sides and deeper cuts because I only vaguely knew of them. That may have that may have ignited the flame right there. Okay. <laughs> well,
3: I was about to say that's a very poor value for your dollar if you're buying <laughs> the singles. You know, you yeah, need to-
0: oh, it's well. I mean, when you think about it, it's like five cents. So it was like yeah yeah." i mean the singles had like three songs it was the song usually like a remix of the song and then some shitty b-side that wasn't good enough to get onto the album so it was like oh i kind of like powder blue like this is an interesting song (laughs) so
1: but um I, i i really feel for that alternative universe sort of uh idea you put forward because i think i my relationship with bare naked ladies was very similar like i stopped with stunt like i li- i had gordon i had maybe you should drive and i had stunt and then i just sort of stopped listening to them i fell away from them but like bare naked ladies are me bare naked ladies are men like everything everyone those are fucking amazing albums and they don't they didn't get the radio play that stunt did and the yes. various other stuff did so they really i like them a lot more for that because i didn't get oversaturated right with them mm-hmm. so and there's some really fucking good songs on vanishing oh kevin hearn mm.
2: <laughs>
0: Evan, you you texted me angrily this week saying, how fucking dare you tell me not to listen? Or I don't know. You were angry at me for not telling you that Bare Naked Ladies Are Men was a good album. Yeah, my... <laughs> like, I didn't tell you not to listen to it. Well, my, <laughs> my,
1: my, idea, uh, my idea coming forward was that I'd listen to everything through Stunt, basically, and I was just going to listen to the songs as we did them on the podcast to get right. like a fresh take right. past Stunt. So I... Finally, I'm like, you know what? I really need to listen to more Mary Good Lady stuff. And it was really fucking good. And I was really pissed off that you hadn't made me listen to it. <laughs>
3: well, it it's is not his responsibility yeah. to force you to <laughs> listen to to stuff in your leisure time. Alan, it... I'm so happy you're on this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, actually. Oh, okay. All right. he... I don't know your relationship. I shouldn't speak
1: to
0: it. <laughs> i do control his free time i give him yeah. a schedule mm-hmm. every day as to what he mm-hmm. play with your baby son yes at this time i did i did very good very oh, good. good
1: we have like a whole system online where i go in it's like a dropbox system where i go and i log <laughs> in my time sort of thing and Sankar just gives me like a little thumbs up or a thumbs down because i need pots constant reinforcement yes so
0: yeah it's a good system it more works sleep for us.
1: more sleep less food
0: <laughs> More sleep. sleep more that's my thing for you every day i'm trying yeah. to get a human to hibernate. If
1: only I could control my ability to sleep, that would be a good superpower. Like, being able to fall asleep and wake up when you want. Yeah,
0: I had that superpower for a while, a couple years ago. I would go to sleep, like, at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. and my partner was very upset with me, because she could not get to sleep at for anything.
1: Um, uh, yeah. it's,
0: it is a superpower. Oh, it say. is. Yeah. It
1: is. It's a preternatural ability. Preternatural! Not necessarily supernatural, but like yes. preternatural. Like, it's something that's possible, Yes. but very, very rare.
0: It's a Prenatal ability Yeah, that's exactly
1: (laughs) Agape Agape
0: Well, speaking of agape And Ah. religion Okay, okay, yeah, yeah There's a turn Let's talk about this week's song Wow, that was an actual decent pivot Thank you All right, this week's song is called I Know And if you've never heard it Here is a very quick sample of the song
2: I know why I like you It's because of your clothing and your haircut, and cause you're racist, I have it matched, your face, my asking questions, you can't answer, you wanna box me, our world
0: Okay, so Alan, uh, I'm hey. kind of curious, let's get your thoughts on this first, just from a very general standpoint, when you listened to this song, what did you think?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting because the first time I listened to the song, I felt that it was complete nonsense. Uh It was non sequiturs, I guess. And I don't know. It was very, uh, I I was resentful that you, that you assigned me this song. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, however, I don't know. The more you listen to it, I've started to feel like I'm, you know, in a beautiful mind or something. I'm I'm scribbling on the walls going, wait, it's all, it's all connected. I think, um... So I mean, it's an earworm. It's kind of catchy, and I and I can't stop thinking about this goddamn song. So <laughs> right. I mean, that's good. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's a start. Um, it uh, this may have been some sort of sub subcutaneous transmission <laughs> from the Good Ladies. It gets under your skin, subconscious, and uh, well, it also gets under your skin. Uh, but like, yeah, this really is like something that you think about. Where we're okay. So we. All right, full disclosure, we record in batches, so at this record session, we're working on Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank and this song, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I expected, because I knew that I loved Straw Hat, and Mm -hmm. I knew that I kind of disliked this song going into it a little bit, I didn't hate it, Um, but boy oh boy, if I didn't, like, this song was the song I woke up with in my head every morning, like, Hmm. this song is the
1: earworm, like, it's really, it gets, oh, Evan, you're giving me a look, go ahead. Go (laughs) ahead. I, I thought that Straw Hat was far more an earworm, for me at really? least. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're not here to talk about Straw Hat. We did that oh, last yeah. week. Yes, we did.
0: And we definitely already recorded it. <laughs> yeah. You like gum? <laughs> yeah, I like gum. Uh, nice uh, yeah. save. I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot to... I do think there's a lot to love about this song, even though initially... Uh, yeah, I again, I, I went into it remembering, like, this song is kind of, like, just pure silliness. But... um, And I'm not sure whether... It's silly and I'm looking into it too much or it really is kind of that it's always sunny. You have this board of a bunch of connections <laughs> and your your eyes have bags under them and you've been working on this too hard because I started to see, you know, patterns appear and emerge and
1: there's a know. message,
3: man. It's I do. I think there. there's a
1: message. It just seemed like straight social commentary to me, right? He's just talking about he's just commenting on issues and sort of the sort of a take on uh, my my read on it was it's just a take on blind faith without critical thinking like sure yeah
0: yeah I could uh, you know I I could see that for verses one and three so so let's let's kind of let's dip into the lyrics first then let's so v- do it verse one I think is pretty obviously overtly about racism right like I I, I mean he he
1: comes out and says it I thought uh, that was really good like that fun I did like a fun oral double take like the first time I heard it our oral not oral, oral. oral. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah double t- I'm like what.
2: Yeah, well, like, that's.
1: I remember the first time I hearing this song ever when I was like, you know, thirteen or fourteen yes. or something. And I'm just like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, you can't say that. You're not allowed to say that. You're
0: a racist. Yeah. Well, I uh, okay. Oh, in my notes here, I have that this song is a wooden roller coaster because it beats the shit out of you from moment one. Because you have that jangly guitar that starts. That's really good guitar riff. fun. I loved it. It, it kind of and then. We have that racist line where it just punches you in the face. And then at the end of the verse, we have that kind of slowdown. And like that's another, like, there's so many whiplash moments in this song. It just feels like you're going through a journey from in even in the first like 30 seconds, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that uh um I feel like, yeah, so the, the first verse we is about like the singer seems to be. Anti-racism, but is he sarcastically admiring well, things about him or Alan? What was your take on that? Well,
3: I I, I think uh, and because you're racist is kind of the uh, the unsaid line. So so it's sort of uh, somebody is making up the excuses for why they like the person the real reason is because they're racist i don't know i, I oh. for some for some reason i took it as like i don't know thinking about like a politician or something why do i like this politician i don't know because because they're strong and they're <laughs> this and that and then the the kind of subtle thing is like and they're racist like me uh oh, but that's the I thing like that you that. can't say Yeah. Um, well you know and then and then but then that person that they like and they feel connected to they start I don't know. That person doesn't immediately give them easy answers to their questions or uh-huh. or black and white, uh, you know, worldview, and then immediately they want to fight. Right. You know. So okay. I I don't know. I, that that's the politician thing. Maybe is a stretch, but I I feel like that's kind of what it's uh, what it's starting on is sort of that, uh, you know, uh, the way a racist or somebody might uh, justify their actions or their beliefs
0: sure yeah absolutely i mean obviously maybe informed by this song is informed now by our current climate whereas in the 90s when it was released it may have had a different Mm -hmm. uh sort of you may have had a different experience with but i could totally see that now i think that's a very
1: legitimate interpretation of it um yeah well i mean if you're if you are a racist i mean you tend to be sort be within certain subtypes of the population right so you're going to dress the same you're going to have the same haircut that sort of stuff oh. so that sort of that sort of fed into my blind faith reading like you grow up in this culture sure. of racism and you're like oh i know how I like you you got the same haircut as me you're white oh. you know you. So you
0: guys both felt. See, I thought it was like almost in that first couple lines, like he's maybe in a social situation with this person and he has to be nice to them. He's at a party with a friend and he's like, "Oh, it's that guy that I hate because he's kind of an alt-right, you know, fucking racist weirdo." Well,
1: I felt like it's it starts. He starts out that way. He, he just starts out sort of part of the part of the group, and yeah. then throughout the song, he slowly like develops critical thinking. Yeah, in, because the second verse for me was him sort of him sort of developing critical thinking because he talks about you know men with a beard which you know you could talk of like uh, jewish people like hasidic jews or mm. or uh, islamic people islamic uh, people tend to have like thick oh, beards like that sort of stuff and but people with mustaches like hitler scare him more
2: sort of oh
0: shit oh okay i did i would never have put that together I've heard yeah, okay
3: I mean I I kind of I, I understand what you're saying I, I sort of the the next verse I felt was I don't know like he almost starts to develop critical thinking for mm-hmm. me where uh, where he's just saying, you know like isn't it so strange that uh, you know children and dogs might be frightened of of this isn't that silly uh, but then he also is like but I'm afraid of mustaches right. Um, which i took as sort of like uh he he's he's so he doesn't even realize how ignorant he is or he's being you know he he's Mm. you know he can recognize other people's ignorance and and how quickly they judge and how that's wrong but he's completely blind to to how he does the exact same goddamn thing Uh, yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: yeah
0: i could definitely see that too um, yeah, one of the one of the other reasons I felt like he wasn't quite on the, the the other guys the racist side in the first verse is we've got that famous. I feel like we should almost have a drop for like the barenaked ladies pivot, like mm-hmm. maybe a car screech noise or. But when it, when it, uh I have a match. Oh, it's one
1: of those record screeches from like the old 80s movies, like yeah. Like, yeah. like it starts with teenage wasteland, and it's like the then it, there's a record screech. You might wonder how I got here, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh,
0: but when to the, throw that drop in the line. Uh, okay, I'll put the drop in right here. Thank you. Uh, when he says uh. I have a match, your face, my ass, king, you questions, you can't answer. Like, he's saying that this guy's face looks like his ass. Oh, jeez. Like, I, I didn't
3: notice that. Oh, because mm. he, he slows
0: He's. Like, I've got a match, your face, my ass, king, you questions. Like, oh, jeez. I have match, uh, your
2: face, my you questions.
0: It's so good. Like... They're such clever lyricists when mm-hmm. they want to be and I really enjoy. And they do that again as we move into that that second verse so we kind of have the 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 we have a bunch of bridges in this song, the R world works in a weird way. but then as we go into the second one, uh, like I have a because uh, he stops like I have a bone to pick so like oh he's, he's it's a dog like i have a bone for this dog uh-uh i have a bone to pick with mm. this dog like it's damn like good stuff the pauses <laughs> the the it's it's that negative space right you're in you, i mean it's the, the the pause says as much as the yeah they're i mean pivot words they, they that's something they, they love
2: you. I have a
0: bone to pick. they love and, and they're they very do them good at all the goddamn time verse two kind of tripped me up though because like i thought maybe it's about people who want things to change instead of appreciating them the way they are like i want my cat to deliver my slippers i i this this verse lost me a little bit anybody have
3: any read on that so oh the 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 The, i know why you bite me yeah yeah so well i was thinking that um it's sort of again the the type of the types of people who have blind faith or feel the most confident that they know things are yeah. unwilling to to I don't know think about anything critically. He just knows this is a it's a dog and, or it's a it's a cat. He just knows it's a dog because he has faith that it's a dog or something. I feel like it's like okay. that where you know he he's uh you know i know why you bite me it's because of your instincts and your canines again right. unsaid it's really because he kicked him and then when he's fetched me i my slippers and stopped meowing i think it's just he's so he's so unwilling to look at what's in front of him and right. analyze any data that he's just like this is i know that it's a dog because huh, yeah, because that's... i feel it
2: Meowing, best yeah, I really oh,
1: okay, like so that. That's, that's, yeah, I really enjoy that read. Like, it's not a dog, it's a So it's cat. based
0: on feelings, not facts. Again, I think right, we could, right. you know, that's pretty applicable. Uh-huh. I to... mean, this
1: yeah, this song sort of resonates very <laughs> deeply yeah. in the modern political climate. <laughs> which is very strange, Gosh. yeah. yeah. And yeah. Just... Are we bringing our own baggage to this?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. We bring okay. baggage
1: every week. But I think the, the sort of stream of consciousness nature of this song allows for that, which is why, I mean, as... Very specific as it is, it has a sort of timeless quality because you know, you're gonna get this is sort of two a positives that have been part of human nature since we started, since the Enlightenment basically, where we're like, okay, there are truths we can investigate and then there are truths we cannot. So I feel like that, I mean, there's a timeless quality to this song, and that is it, and I'm done talking. <laughs>
0: Very good. Can you please end all of your sentences on this podcast with "and I'm done talking." Sure, I'm done talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Very good. Thank you. Uh, I will start doing that as well. I'm done talking. Yes. Over. <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I what? I think that's interesting.
3: Um, man. Did, you're... What was your what was your impression of that? Because you said you didn't know what to make of it.
0: I thought like, well, you know, it's it's a world where we kind of like maybe this is the type of person who wants to shape things into things that they're not like, I know I have a cat and I've seen other people's pets bring them their slippers. So like I, so I guess it's, it's it's pretty much the same as yours, where I I was thinking, well, this, this man wants his cat to be a dog, but I didn't think about it maybe as critically as you did, where he's convinced that it is. I just thought it was something that he wanted. But I think yours, in the context of religion and faith, makes a lot more sense if we talk about it like, you know, a, a much bigger idea than just wanting is believing. Um, yeah, but, but I'll tell you what, and maybe one of you, though he's frightened of thunder, he never goes to war. Mm -hmm. I feel Uh like this is one of those naked Ladies lines that feels like it means something, but if you (laughs) squint at it, it's like, though Uh he's frightened of thunder, he never goes to war.
1: I have a read on that. You do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't. Okay. Sorry. Over. <laughs> Over. Yeah, I, <laughs> What's guess your... I guess I'm done. <laughs> What's your read? No, it's, it's uh, again, if we're, if we're taking the sort of racist angle, the sort of, uh, um, because you've got these people, we'll pivot right back to Congress. Like, uh-huh. you've got con- congressional people who come from sort of very red districts yeah. who use fear to motivate people. I- And they're saying, we're saying, oh, this is scary. Look at these scary people crossing the border. Look at these scary brown people in the desert. Look at these scary, you know, people who are on our street corners, who are in our schools, who are dangerous. They're dangerous. But I'm not going to fight them. You know, I'll mobilize, I'll mobilize resources. I'll mobilize young men and women to go abroad and take care of it. This isn't my fight. Oh. I'm just using this.
0: I see. So the thunder in that, um, Like, oh, scary, scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to go
1: take care of this. And by we, I mean you. And by you, I mean young kids.
0: Yeah. I I well, oh go ahead Alan
3: well I was uh well I was thinking about it because all right so they're transitioning from dogs and right so they're <laughs> saying like aren't dogs dogs are so simple and they're so they're so I don't know kind of stupid right um uh and they're uh the thing is though we when we're frightened of something when humans these advanced creatures we're frightened of something we go to war and cause. Mass devastation. Dogs are frightened of something, but they don't. They, they might be simple, but maybe they've maybe they've got something figured out, or maybe they're uh you know less harmful than than humans. I guess was sort of where I was thinking of it. Yeah, and, that's a really good read. There you go, Saker. I guess you're just an idiot because both well, both Alan well, and I gave if you really you good read. It's deeper into it. Though he's frightened of thunder. Dogs, too, are, you know, sure. thunder mm-hmm. being a higher power that a dog doesn't Ooh, understand. I didn't think about it from the higher power angle, too. We're tying it all together. We're yeah, weaving I, the
0: threads. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I what, what confused me, I guess, was just the syntax. Though he's frightened of thunder, he never goes to war. Okay, so he. I, I, I thought of thunder as something that can't be stopped anyway, so I was wondering what him going to war would even have to do with the thunder anyway, but I do see... Boy, oh boy. So this episode is just... I say, help me, please... <laughs> <laughs> and you two have much better interpretations than I do.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's boy. Evan and Alan lecturing Saker this week. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a good.
0: You I like know, that. At first, I thought when we had that Dreamcast connection, Alan, that we were going <sighs> to team up on fucking Evan this whole show. But damn
1: it, I guess it's me. I feel like the guests are almost always on my side.
0: I feel like that's true, too. Not exactly something I relish, but
1: <laughs> it's fair. I'm just the more reasonable and charismatic and... Just better all around, better host. I think. Oh Oh, (laughs) jeez.
0: See, do you see a skepticism there?
1: He knows. That's okay. I I approve of critical thinking. Unlike Saker, (laughs) who just looks at the line and goes, "Well, I don't know what that means." I don't get it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but then, hey, hot take from Saker. Okay, here we go. We get into the best part of the song, the bridge.
2: Tell me what's the circumstance.
0: Steve's bridge here is so fucking weird and crazy and fun. What? okay, Evan, mm-hmm. did you hate it immediately?
1: Uh I wasn't a huge fan. It,
0: I knew I wrote, I'm ready for Evan to beat the shit out of me verbally, because it co-ops now we're kinda of getting into musically a little bit, but mm-hmm. it co-ops that do do do
1: do do which I knew you would the the low rider uh thing. It's, it's okay.
2: It's I mean, okay. I mean, it's
1: okay to it's okay to do that. I mean, it's a weird bridge in uh-huh. a weird song. <laughs> so if it like if it had done if it had done something complete tonal whiplash where it like changed to a uh, orchestral like a sweeping orchestral ballad, then I would be a little bit concerned. Or it, like broke into like Japanese Kodo music, or oh, like
0: how great would that be?
1: <laughs> or just a mariachi band like popped in.
0: Alan, what was your interpret? Did you like the the bridge, or did you immediately have a, a visceral
3: hatred reaction to it? Well, you know, it's it's disjointing, especially when you're trying to understand this song, yes. and then it and then it sounds like they they. Stopped the recording, went into a completely new environment with new instruments, and and made a completely different song.
0: Sure, yeah, it's more that wooden roller coaster. You're like, oh, the ride's over, and then it just like fucking does a loop, which you probably shouldn't do on a Pivots. wooden roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but man, it's it, regardless of whether you should or shouldn't. I had fun on that loop. I was upside down. It was a good time. Let's answer each of uh, the two questions at the top. What's the circumstance of circumcision? Uh, you, you hold are- a certain faith. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Or yeah. Exactly. Oh, or or it's it's it was said to be healthier, but then uh-huh. we're finding out that it's not. If you just take care of your peen. like
0: what what goes into my daughter's pants is whose decision? Hers. Hers. Yep. And okay, yep. cool. Yep. Those are easy questions, Steve. Not sure why you were what? even asking them. <laughs>
3: well, I I mean I think that they're supposed to come across as as complicated, nuanced <laughs> right questions. Yeah. Uh, you it's... know where where maybe religion gives you uh, a quick answer or 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 a a black and white answer on on this and then you know but actually there's more complicated issues than sure oh uh, absolutely yeah you should just you know accept somebody you know some religious leaders uh you know the guidance on i guess
0: sure and i you know i think that you can go all the way up the chain with you know especially like what goes in my daughter's pants is whose decision well it's her decision or some people might think after
1: it's, she's a adult after she's an adult when she's a child <laughs> you, you can you can take <laughs> con- you, you <laughs> can take control of that i need yeah, to there be you very <laughs> important <laughs> distinction yeah. you are yes. right. yes
0: or you, some might say well it's her father's you know oh eight rules for dating my teenage daughter and like of course that's, but then some might go the next level up and say well it's God's decision, <laughs> oh, uh, you God. know, but not until she's married. And so, yeah, I certainly think there's a level of... Not until a wizard
1: blesses the union.
0: Right, <laughs> right exactly.
1: You've got to have you a 10 You've got to have a wizard come out and say some <laughs> magic words over it, and then all of a sudden it's okay. It <laughs>
0: just it sounds his whole verse is so it, like painfully mid-90s like i've seen the facts of inter-race relations of see-through uh, slacks of cyber
3: masturbation cyber <laughs> masturbation yeah, oh oh that you know, regular masturbation <laughs> this is cyber <laughs> masturbation I've seen the facts
2: of It's like on
0: computers and stuff. (laughs) One's and zero cyber masturbation. I believe
1: it's called teledildonics. (laughs)
0: Teledildonics? (laughs) Holy shit. Is that a thing?
1: I think so. There's there's like those dildos you can like plug into like a... um, usb port and they've got they've got you can like sort of make them someone can make them vibrate uh, over line so it's like it's like couples who oh, can't good. who are like long distance relationships I, I mean that's the best case scenario for it like between willing participants who just want to like be involved in their sexuality even though they can't be like face to face yeah sure. sure. so okay. but i'm sure there are bad aspects of it too although i couldn't think of what they would be
0: <laughs> yeah right. d- 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 Oh, goodness, yes. Also called Cyber Dildonics. It's got its own Wikipedia page, so... Oh, jeez. Promoters okay. of these devices have claimed since the 80s they are the next best thing in cyber sex
1: technology.
3: We're still yeah. waiting to get there.
0: Yeah, we are waiting waiting on that.
1: Just wait for society to catch up to the teledildos. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, that that verse uh, delighted me. And especially, yeah. I mean, okay. When we talked about Crazy, which was a long time ago, I, I did rag on the... The uh, wave files at the end of it where they just mm-hmm. dropped in random shit. But boy oh boy, that clip from that televangelist was yeah. so much fun.
2: Should, could get show, one day chick might say day you have faith, You just need to use it, say it the Lord.
0: Like the way they're just fucking dunking on televangelism in this song is just great. I love it
3: so much. Um yeah, did well, Oh god. Uh, I don't know. So, like, have you been... Wa- did you watch the... When Ed did those, like, um, bathroom, bathroom sessions series mm-hmm. sessions? Yeah. So, he did one of yes. uh, of I Know, and I watched it. And, and so, I was wondering what he would do for that line <laughs> in too. the bathroom session. Uh, and he went with a George W. Bush, yep. you know, quote. Did you watch it as decider. well? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm the decider. I'm the, yeah. the yeah. decider.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty spot on. Yeah, like, he, he did a really good job. job. Perhaps
2: a show. Perhaps you day Jim might stay. I decide. I'm
0: the decider. I know. Yeah, I love those bathroom sessions are a delight. I did not but like... But this song,
1: this song would, be, would have been written long before the Bush presidency, right? It, would have, it
0: was, yeah, but the bathroom sessions were... Uh, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, this song was... Written. I know. I <laughs> know. Why? You... That's the name of the song. Yes, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like that. I did not like the song as much in the bathroom sessions because I think pared down, it just doesn't work. I think part of the energy of this song comes from mm. you need how... that
1: xylophone, you boy. Ne- oh
0: my, my god, god, that,
1: that xylophone! They're that like going king of bedside crazy. mannered xylophone.
0: Bing bong bing. For- it feels cartoon like cartoon song. I love it. It feels like Andy is back with the band with that crazy right. xylophone. They're going nuts. Like <laughs> oh my All god! All you need is
1: a cuica and a flugelhorn. And we'll feel- <laughs> we'll be home
2: again (laughs) well there is we
0: miss you andy on the outro when you know jack there's something that sounds like an
2: elephant like
1: speaking of that like they say jack for like 30 seconds yeah
0: Oh, teledildonics. I get it, Jack.
1: No, it just—it just seemed like they were doing it. Jack, Jack. Oh, they're harmonizing.
0: It's not like they're just. Weird. It is weird. I actually, and the four—I mean, the third verse, I get like, okay, we're you know we're we're talking specifically about religion now. We're really you know on the nose with it, but but it's yeah. also very very confusing. Like the same the same weird weird pivot word that doesn't work here i have a match your dad my dad has your picture i I thought maybe like this was you know children see their fathers as god when they're a child Um, but then also pivoting to well when you grow up you realize that god wasn't your father god was just a picture on your father's wall And just so I think that that pivot had a lot in it But then they say their son's name is Kevin But I read in a book that his name was Jack I was like
3: what the fuck That's when, when you start to understand The song and everything's making sense And then you get to the end you go I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> this
0: is i've i've am adding right now onto my wooden roller coaster theory. This is a roller coaster made in roller coaster tycoon where the ending is just like they chop off the roller coaster and you fly <laughs> off into the that's... wilderness. <laughs> yeah, the ending makes no sense at all.
1: Evan, did you think? I bet I bet if we went back into like ninety three through ninety six or whenever they actually wrote this song, it has some sort of relevance in the context of that culture, yeah, but. I mean, I couldn't find it in a twenty minute Google search, so <laughs> right. obviously it doesn't exist, right? So,
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. I
1: mean, this is something like if if we ever manage to trick Ed into being on our podcast <laughs> right. or Steve, we can like this is a question we oh. could ask them.
0: <laughs> I would be very curious. Uh, who's oh yeah, this has Ed and Steve as the songwriters. Actually, there's a uh, there's another live version of this song that I really liked. It was from uh, Prospect Parked in 2013, so it was fairly recent. And Ed plays the first verse um, And then in the second verse He totally biffs it and forgets the lyrics You can tell this was just a request That somebody from the crowd shouted So he wasn't prepared to sing it And then he's like uh, I forget how it goes from here But this song has a kick-ass bridge And then he's like Tell me what's this <laughs> I love that he loves the bridge to this song
2: too Cause it kicked you high-ass Jesus? <laughs> I can't it's got a great bridge though. It goes like Tell me what's the circumstance of circumcision.
3: So yeah, he starts playing the low rider riff. Um yeah, I, well, and oh go ahead. Well, I was thinking about so the ending, I've I've thought about it a lot because I wanted to try to make sense of it. Sure. Um mm-hmm. So, I, I, you know, they hold hands up in heaven. Right. Uh, so, 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 uh, so so, in heaven, it, it, it's harmony and, and, and peace, sure. right? Uh, and then, and they say their son's name is Kevin. I'm assuming <laughs> that's a different they. Now he's pointing at they, his neighbor. Or okay,
0: something.
3: all right. And they say their son's name is Kevin, but I read in a book somewhere that his name is Jack.
2: They hold hands up in heaven. Son's name is Kevin, but I read in a book somewhere that his name is. Jack.
3: So despite, you know, he's not understanding the lesson of what heaven is supposed to be, which is harmony and acceptance. and he's still skeptical of his neighbor on some, you know, just like what their son's name is and he's willing to take what's in a book the bible i guess or you know uh uh, what's he's willing to take what's in a book over what they tell him or what is obviously the truth interesting I guess that's the best i can do
0: no i like that That's, that's
3: better than both of us yeah
0: somebody tells you something and you say uh i read in a book somewhere that it's different yeah like that's exactly what i think is being said here is it's another sort of biblical reference that is interesting boy alan if you were like a super I'm I'm I should have checked in with you like what's your religious stance because this song is very critical on <laughs> religion. It would have been weird to assign it to somebody who's like yeah. ultra religious. So I'm glad that you you saw the uh or I mean I mean I guess even if you're religious you can still I don't think see it's the...
1: necessarily critical of religion per se more more at like blind faith yeah you're because right. I mean you can be religious and still have critical thinking skills sure. like that well, I, a lot of people do that yeah. most people do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and this is, yeah, blind faith and I think also the marketing of religion as a as a, as a product. A commodification. A, yeah, yeah, commodification. Thank you. Yeah, I
1: agree with that. I think this is obviously vampires again. Are we it's back all, to vampires act, back on this vamp- We're back to vampires. What? I think we're back to form.
0: <laughs> okay, go ahead. Give me your vampire read.
1: <laughs> well, it's a... Uh... A song about werewolves.
0: Uh, That's not vampires. I know, but it's a vampire
1: singing about... (laughs) It's a vampire... Oh, jeez. This is going off the rails. (laughs) Dogs. It's a vampire singing about werewolves.
0: Okay, go ahead. All
1: the dog metaphors, obviously, are about werewolves. He's calling them dogs. And everyone knows, like elves and dwarves, vampires and werewolves have a contentious relationship. So he's mocking them. He's calling out these werewolves. Sure. So who's... I guess... um, I mean, he mentions... Like, he talks about his sire killing werewolves. My dad, uh, I have a match. My dad, my dad has your picture right next to your mother's and one of Charo, who, as you well know, is a werewolf. Oh, I thought she was
0: a vampire. Isn't Charo? Charo, hoochie,
1: coochie girl Charo? Charo's a werewolf. Charo's one of the best flamenco guitarists in the world, and everyone forgets it.
0: I thought she was a dancer. She's
1: not a dancer. She's a a, a flamenco guitarist. She's amazing. Really? Yeah. Drop in a, I'm trying to think of a good one, (laughs) Malinguena. Great. Dropping it in. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>
0: That was yeah. great!
1: Wow. But <laughs> well, everyone thinks of her as coochie coochie girl, but she isn't. She's uh, one of the best uh, werewolf guitarists in the world.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's nothing in the song or in her career that that proves her her lycanthropy. But well, you're just saying you that you if, know. <sighs> I know. On, I know. Oh, right. I mean, oh, okay. <laughs>
1: obviously she doesn't she doesn't do concerts on full moons. Everyone knows that. Okay. she's out. She has to go into her crash van and like chain herself to the floor and you know. She she's got it under control like like most modern were- werewolves. Uh huh. But yeah, vampires hate them and they hunt them down. So my question to you, both of you, I guess is who's a werewolf band that you like? What's your favorite werewolf band? Ooh, good question. We, got, we know Bare Naked Ladies are vampires. We sure. know Smash Mouth are hunters. Who's the werewolves?
0: Alan, I'm sorry, we're who's dipping
3: that? you straight into the lore of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep up here. Who's who's my favorite werewolf band? Yeah. yeah. A
0: band that you know
3: consists if you can of werewolves. Think of a band
1: from the 90s that are probably werewolves.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh. What's or any favorite? band. I think my favorite werewolf band is probably
1: Bush, I would say. That's a good werewolf band. Why,
0: thank you. Yeah, the Bush, of course, refers to their main yep. uh, as sort of a bushy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Good band.
1: And, and uh, the 16 stones being the uh, 16 moon phases yeah. that comprise a were- the werewolf calendar. And
0: I'm definitely not saying that band because we just talked about George
1: W. Bush. I'm saying
0: that because I know they're werewolves, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you got a favorite werewolf band?
3: Oh jeez. Well, there's just so many. Of course, um, yes. I mean, I mean, God rest his soul, but Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers Alan, would be my favorite.
0: This is fucked up because I was thinking I should say Tom Petty, and then I was like, really? "I, yeah, I, mean, I don't like that's he he's just he's a classic werewolf band." But that's right? so he must be because both Alan and I thought
1: of him, and then mm-hmm. I chose Bush. And I mean, that's where my that's where my mind goes. Really? Yeah, I just thought it was too obvious. Like, I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> well, I guess it's pretty. Yeah. Weird. So we got we got Tom Petty. We got Bush.
0: Right. We got oh, heartbreakers refers to how you have to stake a vampire's heart because they're right. enemies
1: yeah so they they, they fight vampires yeah. I mean the werewolf community lost a, a good proponent in Tom Petty sure they sure didn't. Oh, yeah <laughs> it's a shame <laughs> it was a good I mean it's a shame that werewolves don't live forever yeah oh but vampires do that's really right. sad right. so werewolves werewolves have they're more in, I mean obviously the both werewolves and vampires have a beast right sure. but werewolves are more in touch with their humanity because they're still human most of the sure, time
0: sure yeah they're fighting a losing <laughs> battle they're the underdogs mm-hmm. because vampires they're Uh, punching
1: up werewolves are always punching up.
0: at a zero-sum game vampires are going to live forever and werewolves aren't Mm -hmm. so they have to hunt them to at the very least thin out the herd Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the
1: like the underworld documentaries are some of my favorite uh filmmaking it just it just lays it all out for you (laughs)
0: len weissman is a genius alan we're just talking about our favorite documentaries planet earth and underworld evolution (laughs) and blade (laughs) 3 it is weird they made sequels to that documentary (laughs) <laughs> um Are there documentaries with sequels? No, I don't um,
1: think so. Like Fitzcarraldo Two. <laughs> re- I hate you. This is March the of the Penguins. The return. They come back. Sometimes they come back. March of the Penguins Two. Fahrenheit
0: you Nine know, Twelve. Was that a thing?
3: All right, go ahead. An Sorry. inconvenient sequel.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. There
0: really is a documentary. <laughs> Damn. I I am convinced that you didn't just Google it and that you knew that there was a documentary with the sequel. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I think so. So lyrically, I think we've kind of covered the song and this is really, when I was looking up, I actually went to like songmeetings.com to try Mm -hmm. and at least kickstart myself somehow. And people were like, this is meaningless. This is, this is just silly. This is useless. But like, I, I do think that we, the three of us have cracked the code. We've Da
1: Vinci'd this shit. We got to the middle of it. I think that's, I think it's definitely about religion and blind faith. My only other reading was that it seemed like, it might have been a corollary, corollary to the, uh, like, the Ballad of Gordon. Yeah. Like, because the viewpoint of this seems very alien. Okay. Like, it seems like somebody coming into a political discussion who doesn't have all the tools to, like, engage in it properly. Sure. Like someone, so you're either coming out of a, you know, a very religious, like, homeschooled upbringing. Not, I'm not denigrating homeschool. I'm just saying that you you can come out of that without a, a good An grasp on, like, social interaction or right, anything right. like that. That's... And a lot of homeschool accounts for that. But anyway, uh, so you've got some, you've got some alien, basically. You could say a literal alien, like Gordon himself coming down from space and being like, I understand how this works. It's, uh, you're a dog. Why are you meowing? Cats. (laughs) Yeah. You are all chimps to me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and I feel that. And I think that's not so far off from, I mean, when we're children, Mm -hmm. the world, everything is new and magical. And, you know, it could be that possibilities are limitless. And I think, yeah, that, that, and an alien and a child are not so far different, different yeah. I would say. And, I mean,
1: and Gordon's MO is togetherness and equality, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. He, he wants to bring everybody together and blind faith stands in opposition to that because if you've got sure. blind faith, if you're if you're a fanatic, basically, you can't coexist with people. Yeah. Who believe yeah, differently. I agree than with you. That. Yeah. yeah.
0: And actually, there's uh I actually found a quote from Ed about this song. <gasps> I looked up an oh, interview. Really? Yeah. Ed, it, it was say? something called World Magazine. He said, I've never been a religious person, but I'm drawn to faith. Faith astounds me, and I admire people who have it. When televangelists play prey on the trust of those people and take advantage of it, it's a horrible thing. So nothing we didn't already know, but I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that that Ed himself isn't a religious man. Because I could see this song yeah. as a critique someone who is religious critiquing, you know, the religiosity or, you know, Mm -hmm. commodification of it, like you said, Um, because I think if you come from an outsider's point of view, this song could easily be considered as critical of religion in general, which I think was something they they very carefully avoided.
3: Yeah, I think it's critical of the kind of person who refuses to think critically of something and just declares that they know things. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. Anything else lyrically? I, I I did love. I think Steve in this song is killing it. Not just in the bridge, but like and because you, are Jesus. <laughs> like yeah. Sounds, what was that? It sounds like he's like a fucking like he hit himself with a hammer in the studio or something. Doesn't
1: he? He says Jesus and then someone also screams Jesus. Right. That's Steve yeah.
0: Ed saying Jesus and then oh, Steve is screaming, screaming. And it's it almost sounds like he's doing it like a televangelist, like Jesus, like a big. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I think maybe.
2: <laughs> Cause you're Jesus, I
3: have. Uh, It sounded like, yeah, it sounded like he kicked something Yeah, like, oh, Jesus yeah, <laughs> stubbed his
2: toe,
0: <laughs> yeah um, I also like Steve in the background When Ed does the line about uh, having a beard and, and children yeah. being scared <laughs> You can hear Steve in the background go, I have a beard, I hate children I
2: heard them say a man with the beard may frighten. Which,
0: and he does it like in an old time radio voice wow. It's very strange But it's also very very funny Like
3: I don't know I kind of like that a lot uh, Yeah and I didn't notice that Until maybe my fifth time listening <laughs> yeah, to it Because yes. you're just like wait what was that yeah. yeah it's something you definitely have to be wearing headphones To to pick up on but uh,
0: it's, a, it's a lot of fun um, yeah, so So musically, did we have thoughts about the musicality of this song? We mentioned that xylophone, yeah. which is killing it.
1: I really liked like, the falsetto harmonies that they do, and they haven't done that in a while. Like on the I Have a Bone to Pick, I think, is yeah. like they, they just come in with a falsetto harmony, which is kind of fun.
2: They kicked you, I have.
1: Yeah, they, they did a lot the jack at the end has a great harmony mm-hmm. on it. Um Which which one? Which which time they say it? Like the first the one or the eleventh l- time? <laughs> yeah, <all
0: right>. Jack <laughs> You really didn't like that, did you? I did not.
3: Okay. So so is that your criticism if you just trim twenty seconds off the jack? <laughs> I think if you just said it once. Isn't one, that what a if circumcision you just is? It's trimming 20 uh, seconds off the chest.
0: Sorry. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Softball.
1: <laughs> if you if you want to hang up, I understand. This is <laughs> please don't, McElroy. I made a very i made a big mistake coming <laughs> on this podcast. But yeah, I think if they just said it once, yeah. that would have been good. Like one drawn out jack from maybe 10 seconds. Right. You need yeah. to say it like four times.
0: Yeah. Uh, Andy's bass on the third verse is going fucking crazy. He's just jamming all over that third mm-hmm. verse. It sounds great.
2: because of your sandal-
0: You um, mean Jim, or Jim. Sorry, yeah, Jim. Derp. Yeah, that's what I meant.
2: I just like whatever,
0: whatever this song is about, whatever's happening. Despite... I mean, it might be
1: Andy's bass, but Jim's playing.
0: it. <laughs> right. it's, uh, whatever's happening, I. F- well, we know that it's his lifeblood. If he's removed from the bass, he <laughs> dies. Nice. So it has to be his. Um, this this album isn't boring. Like it may be confusing, it may be weird, but so far this album has kept my attention like like crazy. I don't. I don't know. I think it's a. It is a, it's it's weird and strange, but it's yeah. it grabs you.
1: I mean, despite the loss of Andy, uh, which you can kind of feel in the instrumentation, not, I mean, they, they all do a good job, but like, there's no, like, that's why we were so hungry for the xylophone, right? Yeah, we're like, there's no <gasps> Yeah, And I never thought I would say that. <laughs>
0: hungry for the
3: xylophone? <laughs> that's the name of my, who <laughs> boy, Wiggles cover band. <laughs> it's always the Wiggles. <laughs> all right. Aaron, you were going to say something? So wasn't the story with this album that they were like, they had to spend all the money that they got? Right. I
0: think that was the with their last album, but God, maybe it was with this one too, and that would be really sad. Yeah, the last album, uh, maybe you should drive the the producer. Yeah, the the record company gave them a ridiculous amount, and they had to spend it all.
3: Oh, that, okay, so it was that one? Yeah,
0: but with this one, I think they were kind of going because the last one had a lot of like rifts between the band as well. One of the band members left, and uh, the regular two who who kind of wrote together all the time wrote all of their songs separately. But this one seems to be kind of a return to form where like everybody kind of wrote the songs together mm-hmm. and they they got back to kind of a smaller studio and so I, I feel like this one is more of a return to form than maybe you should drive. okay yeah well
3: i was i'm out of my element here oh, oh no, no, totally okay so are we it's fine
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but again uh, a moderate success of an album which is kind of a, a, a bummer because i i love yeah. i think this album's great so far um okay so i guess no anybody have anything else All right, let's hop straight to our rating of this song. Okay, so, um, Alan, uh, we rate this song on a very, very simple scale. The scale is uh, bare naked to fully clothed. So the more naked a song is, the more we love this song. Uh, and fully clothed is the worse the song can be. So we're going to give you some time to think about it while we review the song. F okay. boy, as usual, we start with you. Here so I go.
1: Here we go. So this, for this, this song for me is a someone about to be shriven and baptized at like a tent revival. So you've got like a preacher standing up to his waist in the water, and then you've got a man or a woman in like a white shrift. Uh Uh-huh. So they're clothed. Like that you can see their hands, Mm -hmm. you can see their face, and that's about it. Like the shrift covers most of their body. Okay, so bad so far. Bad so far. Because at the surface you're like, this is nonsense. Right. Like this is not a good song. But then they go into the water, they get baptized, they come up. Oh, it's sticking to their clothes. You can see everything. Oh, I see. It's the wet t-shirt contest. That's right. <laughs> their naked ladies song.
0: Baptist tent revival wet t-shirt contest.
1: So yeah, so this song, at first blush, it seems kind of confusing and nonsensical. Yep. But then once you start to dig into it, you're like, oh, ah, yeah, okay, I get it. This yeah. is a good song. So I wouldn't say, like again, you're still looking at it through this... Through clothes, yes. but you can still kind of see everything.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, I could see that. I actually had a very similar. This for me was uh, uh, a an amusement park. It was Cedar Point during Hollow weekends. Do you? So, did you? Ju-
1: you just went to Cedar Point, didn't you? I did. Okay, so
0: that's why <laughs> this I is on your mind. It a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So well, the, it ties in with the wooden roller coaster, right? So I, you dress as a mummy. When you look at it, obviously clothed from head to toe. But then you get on that wooden roller coaster and you realize you've made your mummy costume out of toilet paper and you forgot to wear anything under it. So as you're whipping through the winds (laughs) of the roller coaster, (laughs) your mummy toilet paper costume is just ripping off piece by piece. And by the time you get your picture taken halfway through that ride, you have to like
1: you're covering your 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 bits bits with like wet
0: toilet paper <laughs> oh yeah it's raining also. Yeah, oh, no, I imagine okay. it raining yeah by the end of it maybe you have a few scraps of toilet paper that that stubbornly stuck to you but you're <sighs> pretty fucking naked by the end of this song I thought it was uh yeah. I really liked this one I thought it was great uh Alan what's your thought so
3: I I, I thought about this before uh-huh. and it's surprisingly similar to both of oh good wonderful <laughs> <I, laughs> so I was thinking like uh you know like uh there's so there's a woman who's who's bare ass naked uh-huh but covered in head-to-toe body paint, you know? Uh, so it's like, intellectually, I understand, you know, uh, I'm attracted to this, totally naked. Yeah. Uh, but on first blush, you know, you're just, you. you don't. it you doesn't seem naked at all, right. you know what I mean? You have to, like, you have to really focus, go, wait a minute, <laughs> I, th- I think it is naked, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, like, it, it has to, but you have to get there from, like, you have to think a lot about it sure yeah uh, there's a long path you, know. you have to
0: take to the nakedness yeah yeah i think that's perfect so all three of us ended pretty naked yeah
2: yeah as we song. end every
0: podcast evan and i are almost totally naked on this side of the yeah, mic yeah we slowly take off clothes
1: that's <laughs> just a thing we do Unfortunately, um, but
0: yeah that's i so this was a surprise song to me because yeah. again i remember going into it being like Ugh, i know i don't know about this song but well,
1: and you both of you turned me around a lot on the song during this podcast. Oh, I know really? I know I never say that. Oh yeah. But, but yeah, I came in I it came into this you recording session. That. No, I mean but like actually turned me around. Oh, okay. Like I came in, I'm gonna rate this like maybe it's it's got some clothes on. I didn't yeah. like this song. But then as you both unpacked it for me uh, I really came to appreciate it for what it was. Maybe so.
0: friendship was the real nudity all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like we... we... What? <laughs> Alan, I'm going to isolate a what sample from you and I'm going to okay. use it. I'm going to drop you into every future podcast if that's alright. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan, yeah, it's I'm, been... A... I'm
3: your most incredulous guest. <laughs>
0: Truly the most incredulous. It's been a super pleasure having you on, yeah, man. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah.
3: Uh, what uh, What would you like to plug before you get out of here? uh you know i'm i'm working on some tv shows i can't talk about right now <laughs> okay. um so i can't really plug those um if you want to check out the sonic the hedgehog show sonic boom it's on hulu excellent uh two seasons uh, uh, of it are on hulu check that out otherwise you can follow me on twitter alan the writer A L A N the writer perfect awesome
0: I, I gotta say if you are uh even a little bit into sonic or were into sonic when you were a kid the writing in sonic boom is so so i know that's the compliment you guys get all the time uh, on how clever the writing is in that show but god it's so good
3: uh so oh, thank you yeah
0: well thank you very much for being on we really appreciate it man
3: yeah thank you oh i'm i'm happy uh and i just hope i uh hope i did okay you oh, did you, the
0: you, bean justice yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god you did quite well
1: oh. see you later man see ya.
3: all right thanks so much
0: Hey, Evan.
1: M- wizards are good and very nice. T- that's period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My wizards are good and very-, very nice. I love doing those one-word stories. Let's do another one. You start. I am the, the best, best at finding out what
1: is the worst thing in the world. In <laughs> China. Uh, 2024.
0: Butts. But. I'm the best at finding out what's the worst thing in the world in 24 butts. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. You run a role-playing game,
1: and whenever the PCs encounter an NPC, it's called random dungeon. I don't run it. It's it runs. It's we run it for each other. But yeah, it's uh basically you roll the the 3.5 Dungeons and Dragons stuff has all sorts of random tables, so you can basically construct a dungeon from scratch. And I'm sure there's stuff online that you can do it. So we'll we play with the three D&D 3.5 because it's just the easiest, and we've got all the books. But when you meet an NPC.
0: <laughs> that was a long-ass sentence.
1: When you meet an NPC, everyone goes around the table, like a quest giver. Like, you you walk into a, a bar or something, and then you just go around the table, and we do that one-word stuff, and you end up with really fucking weird yeah. missions, and then at the end of the mission, they reward you. Uh-huh. So you end up with really fucking terrible rewards.
2: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> I love that idea. Let's do a review of the song one week, okay? I kind of hated it. Oh no! <laughs> what a terrible quest. No,
1: let's do it. Let's try another one. Okay, what is this over one week? One week. One okay.
0: Week. Okay. When I listen
1: to one week, I thought
0: that it was a, a lot of <laughs> instruments, <laughs> but actually, there's few. <laughs> Great review. <laughs> Why isn't this the whole podcast? <laughs> oh, speaking of role playing games, um, the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is a pop culture podcast that's been around for a whole decade. Wait, can we
1: just talk about it like that? <laughs> yes. Okay. The Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is one of the best podcasts.
0: That is always up. <laughs> And... Down. <laughs> but... Sometimes... I... Listen...
1: Alone... And... I... Cry. <laughs> Whoa, that... I think we just opened up a whole... We really... Series This of, is
0: therapy for yeah, me. That's really...
1: You're really breaking this out.
0: <laughs> Sometimes there are movie and TV review discussions with a variety of guests. Sometimes host Nick Argenbright just gives his thoughts in a short... Drive by a drive by review. <laughs> he threw a brick through my window when I unwrapped no, yeah, it. It was you, a review of open,
1: Hunger Games three. It's like it's like spring. You know, it's getting warm. You open up your window and then just this car screeches by. <laughs> He's like, Inception was a good movie. Here's all the reasons you should like it.
0: God, how do I hire Nick Argand to drive by my enemies' houses and yell bad reviews of their podcast? Oh, we need to hire him to drive by the and ABC's podcast in Maine and to hey hey uh, and ABCs are a good podcast.
1: So you're giving his review of bare naked ABCs?
0: Yeah, I was gonna be mean to them, but I like them too much. They're sweeties. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, this. We have. We're supposed to have
1: a beef with them, though. I
0: know, but it's too hard to have a beef with. Dare you know
1: so much about bare naked ladies? (laughs) Jealous of you?
0: Did Did you see they just released their Stephen Page interview? Oh Jesus, damn it!
1: How? How?
0: That's my question. I'm pissed. Sometimes they're even live bits, such as those they perform while warming up the crowd before It's All Been Done Radio Hours live shows. Always entertaining. We hope you'll consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, we should, before the It's All Been Done live shows, we should do, like, mini reviews of Snack Time songs. That
1: would be fun, to do live Better Good Ladies reviews. Yeah, it'd be great to co- commit to something else. <laughs> My You're... schedule's wide open, buddy. <laughs> I got nothing to do.
0: Well, it That's would why just... I
1: lavish all this attention on these commercials. <laughs>
0: It would be nice to be offered. <laughs> um, check out GBG, hashtag GBG, hashtag QBC, hashtag what's in the cup. And all of our other stuff at IABDpresents.com. g good times. Buy our shirts. Buy our oh, we should be doing
1: commercials for our shirts. What the f- fuck? We have shirts now. What? Go buy our shirts. Why don't we save this for the next commercial?
0: Because that was, we only had to do Woo-hoo-hoo.
1: two. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buy our shirts. I mean, I guess. You don't need to buy our shirts. Why would you buy our shirts?
0: They're at Tea spring Nope. Tea yeah. public Tea public <laughs> Just search for It's All Been Done, or you can go to our Twitter or our Facebook. The shirts are there. Check them out.
1: Yeah, it's got a really good picture of both of us. Yeah. Actually, it's, I feel like the shirts have a far better picture than we deserve. Oh, yeah.
0: Designer George Foster Jr. killed it. Yeah, Knocked it out of the park.
1: He is a solid boy. Yes, he
0: is. So check it out. It's our new logo,
1: yep. and it's on a shirt. You We've can also buy
0: it on stickers and stuff.
1: And if we every five we sell, we'll what will we do? What will we do? We'll
0: plant a tree. We'll plant a tree.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Just like Lisa. In Saker's backyard, we'll plant a tree. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tell my whole... Buy out the shirt so that I have to not have a backyard anymore, please. That'd be pretty funny. And next storm, my house
1: is destroyed by large trees. So, yeah. We're planting large... Every,
0: we're planting, like, sequoias in my backyard. Every
1: tenth shirt, the person who buys every tenth shirt gets to dare Saker.
0: <laughs> okay. Done in... We sold one so far, so... Yeah, so, so okay. nine
1: more, and then the... Perfect. If you're a lucky 10th lucky buyer, you get to dare Saker. <laughs> dare him. Dare him on Twitter or Instagram, In, Instagram or, pers- or, or LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn or Tumblr.
0: At Evie Dick Dick on LinkedIn. Ding dong dang. <laughs> Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Barony and Nanny podcast. Gum. At this point, we're going to spin the wheel. Wait, that gum was uncalled for. You only gum when we're doing things out of order. This is in order.
1: Well, we haven't done anything. We immediately went from the interview to this. All right. We're doing it on the same day, but that's yeah. that's seldom. like You had a chance <laughs> to dodge the gum line, but you didn't. You chose to do a different one.
0: Dodge the gum line. That's a great... Can you write a story where that is the pivotal phrase? Mm. Evan, write me a story. Already, hey, you're I a already, writer. I
1: already did write you a fucking story.
0: Oh, yeah, you did. It was great i really loved jokes, it jokes
1: jokes bros jokes yeah it was
0: really good it's about uh cancer
1: mm-hmm. it's sad
0: it's about the futility of being
1: <laughs> well if you you had your you're doing that anthology for your band and yeah. i thought that everyone would go wacky with it so i just went as hard and mean and you nasty as I... I think
0: your partner went dark too yeah yeah those are both good those are the good stories
1: well surprising two professional writers wrote the best stories <laughs> yeah. in your anthology huh figure that go figure we're
0: gonna spin that wheel right now <laughs> and figure out what we're gonna do for this week's segment this week's segment is going to be thanks that was fun <laughs> spin the wheel again if you get it three times in a row we immediately end the podcast i'm so close we spin spinning i'm so close <laughs> i'm so close Sacred. <laughs> So, uh, this one, remember, the song is I Know. Uh This one is I Live With It Every Day. If this song played constantly, how long would it be before you jumped off a building?
1: I feel like this is one of those songs that we, when I was in high school or something, we went to, the camp that I worked at was near an amusement park called Wally World. Like, Waldemere, 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 that's what it was. Not like the Lampoon Wally World, but we went there. And there was like a haunted house uh-huh. with like spooky music playing, and there's like a "Welcome to the Haunted House" <laughs> right. sort of like vocals, and there's just like this bored teenager operating it. And yeah. we we when we came out, we we're like, that, "That that's on loop all day, every day, sort of thing." And we asked him like, does, is it gonna does that drive you insane?" He's like, "No, it's just gibberish. I don't even pay attention to it." <laughs> right. So I feel like there'd be a point where I know would fade into the background, despite the fact that I mean, because it'll go all the way back around. Like, it starts out as nonsense, and then it becomes like, oh, all this is like a political commentary slash, you know, commentary on blind Religion, faith versus yeah. critical thinking, and then it just goes back to nonsense right. again. Like, if you say if you say a word over and over and over again, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it starts to lose meaning. So syrup,
0: f- syrup, 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 syrup.
1: So I think that... I don't know why you went with syrup, but I think that that would happen. Even though I could hear this song, I feel like I could live with it forever, because it would just not be anything. So... Oh man, really? And a, I, I'm not sure why we still have this segment on the wheel because this is an insane segment. All right,
0: I'm xing it out after this. But here's my thing: is for me, this song was like a piece of candy. Mm-hmm. Like if I listened to it once, I would really enjoy it. I think, but listening to it a hundred times, <laughs> like it, it doesn't numb me to it. Mm-hmm. It makes it more grating because, like, I remember I went into this song knowing I, I wasn't a fan, and I listened to it once. I was like, wow, this song is actually good. And then the more I listened to it, the more I understood it but i feel like it was so wacky that like once was enough for me like i I would i would have preferred i prefer Mm -hmm. to hear this song i put it on my ipod on random it's great if it comes up fantastic but to hear it over and over and over again for the rest of my life i feel like it would not fade i feel like it would be constant and it would be horrible
1: i think it would be for me it would be good because there would be times in my life where i'm going to like blindly accept something and i hear this song in the back of my head saying no think critically you got to think critically Wait,
0: but, 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 but before you said that it would just fade away and you wouldn't hear right, it. Right, But
1: then it would come up at very important times in my life. Like, you know, sort of like a giving tree sort of a uh, thing where I'd come and visit it. I'd, I'd touch on it. I'd hear it again. Like just from the background babble of nonsense that uh-huh. the song became like it would be rise like thousand chimps make a.
0: i yeah, sh- yeah, I'm like,
1: I'm not a monkey. I can make my own decisions. Well, not the monkeys don't have agency, but like, wow. All
0: the monkeys that yeah. listen to our podcast are. Hot take, with
1: I'm very sorry, monkeys. I didn't I actually didn't say anything bad about monkeys. <laughs> I am not a monkey, and monkeys have agency. But yeah, perhaps one <laughs> chimp might say. And chimps aren't monkeys anyway. I am
0: apes. Quickly, you backpedaled. Chimps on. are apes. Now, I didn't say anything bad about monkeys. Monkeys are great, they have their own agency. <laughs> if... they are there are there. Are... This is SJW culture gone wrong you're apologizing <laughs> to monkeys uh no I, well, I think you.
1: I feel like we actually owe the monkey oh monkeys and like great apes and various other like primates an apology because we are murdering the f out of them
0: yeah that's true I believe they do have agency I feel like I apologize to grape ape I feel like he's the one who's had it worst of all he's a parody of himself he's kind of mocking his species is grape ape Is Greatape blackface for monkeys? No, I don't think so. Because he's like a—he's not like a—he's—he's—he's he's, he, he's a dumb like—he's—he's he's every bad stereotype about monkeys. He's violent. He's Greatape isn't that
1: violent. He can talk.
0: Doesn't he like smash things because he's so big?
1: Yeah, because he, he's big. But I mean, so he causes damage. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how animals feel about stereotyping. <laughs> I mean like
0: keep going <laughs> we could, i guess we could ask like
1: coco what she feel like uh, coco's dead unfortunately but like <laughs> you know like some genius ape who has a vocabulary of like six or seven hundred words or
0: do you think coco and tom petty and john mccain are hanging out in heaven
1: well i don't know i like i can't qualify who goes into heaven because i don't believe it exists so
0: this is a yes or no
1: okay so what's heaven
0: where Coco, John McCain, and Tom Petty hang out.
1: Okay, then I guess they're hanging out in heaven because that's you just defined it as what it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Terrible. Second.
1: Why did you do that?
0: I... All right. You can tell
1: this is at the end of a four, seven or eight hour recording streak. Oh boy. buddy. Uh,
0: as we as we mentioned last. Boop, poo, poo, poo. Now it's time to do a little bare naked mails. You can email us. Please email us at it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. We would love your emails right now. We have a question that comes from our friend, Emma. Emma Emma. asked, which circle of hell would each of the bare naked ladies be relegated to? Speaking of heaven,
1: I don't know all the circles of hell by heart. Let
0: me bring them up right now.
1: I know there's a cold one I know there's a hot one I know there's
0: (laughs) a medium one medium
1: one (laughs) okay so here are the. oh that's just the deadly sins isn't it
0: no oh shit I think there
1: is like they're they're just punishments for each type of sin from what I remember
0: no uh no okay okay so here are the nine circles of hell the first circle is limbo
1: best uh, best circle man you've talked about it before I believe that's where you live that's where (laughs) I want (laughs) to be (laughs) that's where you want to be I can't can't wait to get home
0: second circle (laughs) lust um third circle gluttony yeah hey here's a funny story (laughs) Mm mm-hmm Back when anime wasn't as prolific as it was now, mm-hmm. there's an anime called Full Metal Alchemist that I, I watched. I know of it. Uh, and there's a character named Gluttony. There's mm-hmm. A bunch of characters are named after the Seven Deadly Sins. But this was like the first episode where it wasn't... R- that's like, like
1: a that's like a very anime Japanese thing to do where they're like, yes. I'm going to pick one thing that I think is funny and wasn't translated into Japanese. So it's okay to name people like, yes. like Vegeta and yes. you know, Raditz and stuff. Yes. But like American audience is going to be like, oh, come
0: on. <laughs> But they, the character Gluttony was in the first episode, but I don't think they quite heard his name correctly, because this was before it was legal, so there's a fan sub version of mm-hmm. this episode, and they kept calling him Blatney the whole episode, <laughs> so whenever I see the word Gluttony, I automatically want to say Blatney in my head. Blatney. I love that name. When I have a son, I'm going to name him Blatney.
1: No, you're not. Excuse me? I'm 100% sure you're not. Really? I dare you. Hey, fuck off. I'm going to yeah. name my kid Blatney. Go on. Uh, uh, son or daughter? Yes.
0: All right. We'll see about that. Third circle, Blatney. Fourth circle, greed. I always want to say creed because I love Mm -hmm. that band. Fifth circle, anger. I always want to say danger because it's pretty close. Sixth circle, heresy. I want to say that. Seventh circle is violence. So violence and anger are two different circles. Interesting. And then the eighth circle is fraud. What? And the ninth circle is treachery.
1: Yeah, no one likes treasonous people.
0: Is treachery the worst thing you can do?
1: Uh, I think in the popular consciousness it is like we have Holy like shit. You can come back from a lot of stuff, but like betrayal almost always gets you Damn. In, in popular narratives, yeah, at least popular sucks. Western narratives. Okay, like we hate our traders.
0: Okay, so here's the here's the question then.
1: Quite well
0: let's let's say that each of the ladies has to go to a different layer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel bad because last episode we had to kill a lady. Yeah, this, this
1: one. is what we get.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, let's do this. Let's come up with them together instead of having each our own thing. Okay. So, so Steve Page.
1: Well, you have to tell me what happens to them in each. I don't. Like, okay. Like, uh, like, we're, we're just saying. Well, with... no. How
0: about I just. T- I'll tell you. You put them there and then I will tell you. Cause in each uh, layer or in each circle, there's different layers into that circle. Oh Jesus! So you'll you'll pick the circle and I'll pick the layer. Okay. Okay, and then I'll tell you what happens. All right. All right. So Stephen Page again. You've got limbo, lust, gluttony, greed, anger, heresy, violence, fraud, and treachery.
1: Um. My,
0: my initial impulse is treachery, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess or lust. Like I feel like Stephen Page has a lot. Of, like based on his lyrics. Oh, interesting. He's got a lot of like romantic inclinations that yeah, are yeah. being being frustrated yeah so, so what I do you feel think i feel lust for Stephen page okay
0: so you're putting him into lust yes um this is one of the few that does not have layers oh well so Stephen page gets blown violently back and forth by strong winds <laughs> preventing him to find peace and rest the strong winds symbolize the restlessness of a person restlessness this is yeah okay pretty good so there we go uh who's led by a desire for uh fleshly pleasures okay so let's go to ed ed robertson okay limbo gluttony greed anger heresy violence fraud treachery hey actually uh my partner is here right now
1: okay go on i great fucking dare you
0: okay uh allison do you mind being on the podcast uh, no. okay so if we ever have a child are we going to name it blatney
2: no you're you. going
0: to the ninth level your partner, of hell
1: your partner is a good person you're going who cares about their child to
0: treachery you'll be trapped in an icy lake for all eternity i hope you enjoy your time that's fine it's whatever. God, <laughs> it's no different than being living with me. What? <laughs> I don't know. Bye. I love you. So, so okay. Old
1: sake of freeze balls.
0: So, Ed Robertson, where's he going? Okay. Well, uh, Again, limbo, uh-huh. lust, gluttony. Oh, it can't be lost. Limbo, gluttony, greed, anger, heresy, violence, fraud, treachery.
1: Gosh. What he's, is he's fraud? A, he's uh, such a good old... He's such a. They're all such good people. I like know. I can't. I can't even conceptualize any of them in they hell. They all
0: would go to heaven. Yeah. Um... <sighs>
1: So I guess, uh, I'm going to say fraud because Ed is condemned in the popular consciousness, not by anything he did, okay, but by the fact that Stephen Page abandoned, I don't want to say abandoned, but left the band. Okay. Uh, So Ed, they're like, well, I used to, everyone's like, I used to listen to it with Page, but when Page left, so did I. Okay. So Ed, Ed is sort of condemned as a fraud, even though he isn't, he's an actually a great songwriter who actually carries the band quite effectively.
0: Okay. Uh, so this circle of hell is divided into ten, ten bolgias or stony ditches with Bulgia, bridges between Bulgia.
1: them.
0: Um, I believe we would find Ed, <laughs> we'd find Ed in Bolgia Four because that's where false prophets and sorcerers go. And
1: we know, <laughs> we from, know Ed is a magician. <laughs> Ed
0: is a, he's, he's a magician. magician. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it doesn't say what happens to him in the eighth circle of hell. Well oh, that's
1: good. He shouldn't. Ha- nothing should happen to
2: any of them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, so uh, Andy. Uh, Wait, no, let's do the actual canon members right now. So let's go to uh, Jim first. Jim, okay. So again, Limbo, lust, uh, sorry, Limbo, gluttony, greed, anger, heresy, violence, treachery.
1: Ooh, I feel like Jim being such a multi-instrumentalist. Uh-huh, greed. Oh. uh, Yeah, greed or heresy. Oh. Hmm.
0: Well, which you picking?
1: I'll go with... I'll go with greed because I feel like I can save heresy for another one later okay. on. But yeah, cuz he's so he's so greedy with his talent. He's just so <laughs> his talent's so he's got to consume more instruments.
0: <laughs> so, uh we are going to I'm going to put him there's two groups in greed. One group hoards possessions and another group lavishly spends. How is that greedy? Uh in any case, I guess he's he's lavishly spending.
1: Lavishly spending cuz he gives his talent yeah, to everybody. He gives, yeah, he gives it. Uh, his and talent. And these
0: two groups joust against each other for all <laughs> eternity using great weights as a weapon pushing it with their chest which symbolizes their spe- selfish drive for fortune during their lifetimes what
1: the fuck this is so weird okay well, lavish spending is like you spend it for yourself like you're, yeah. you're, oh, right, you're, you're right, right. buying shit sure. for yourself yeah, yeah. oh well, what I'm well that's what he is
0: now yeah. even though we misunderstood and put him into the wrong hell yeah. so uh, sorry sorry Jim. <laughs> he forgives in. you yeah uh tyler <laughs> where's tyler going limbo limbo gluttony
1: uh anger heresy violence treachery you know i'm not gonna go with the easy reach i'm gonna put him in uh what was the easy reach of the easy reach was gluttony because he's the biggest member of the bank. i wouldn't have even thought that you know fuck you <laughs> You knew exactly where I was going. He's he's a little portly, but you know he's not overweight. No, but he's, he's fine. the biggest bare-naked lady. But that's not that he's not a glutton by any means. Okay. So we're gonna put well, hi-
0: glutton isn't just oh yes it is
1: yeah overindulges in food drink and other worldly pleasures. Yeah, I mean I would be in gluttony. That's right. I'm a glutton. <laughs> okay. I love me some food. <laughs> okay. As I've talked about at length. Yes. But uh, I'm gonna put him in. Let's go with violence because violence. He's, so he was he's banging he on was, them drums. He's banging on them drums and when he was he and during the concert he called out Donald Trump yeah. and he called out like all the fascists in America. So like he would be like the Antifa okay. like BNL guy. So I'm putting him in violence for all the best reasons. Uh-huh. I feel like he would use his violence for good.
0: So it's divided into three rings. Mm. Uh in the wait, outer ring Wait, so
1: they're Bolgios, they're rings, they're layers oh <laughs> yeah, I don't like... know.
0: Well, this...
1: I mean, I mean Dante's Divine Comedy is like the ultimate like self-insertion fanfic, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a Bible fanfic, yeah. and he's like, "What if I went to hell? What if I was there? I'm Virgil. I'm gonna go through hell." So yeah,
0: uh, the outer ring has murderers. He's not there. No, the middle ring sees the in the middle ring, Dante or er, Virgil sees suicides who have been turned into trees and bushes. So he's not there. I so I guess he's in the inner ring, which are blasphemers okay. and sodomites. <laughs> so he's a blasphemer. He uh-huh. resides in a desert of burning sand and burning rain. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Ouch. All right, we got two more. Kev. Uh, Kev first.
1: Kev would be... Do I need to say him again? Uh, so there's limbo, there's anger, there's heresy.
0: Uh, limbo, gluttony, anger, and anger and her- and heresy. heresy,
1: and treachery. Treachery? We already used tre- treachery.
0: No, we... Have- no,
1: you used, you used uh, uh, heresy. These are so confusing. Um, yeah, I don't
0: know why it's heresy and treachery.
1: I'm going to put, well, betraying the church is different than betraying the... <laughs> right, another person. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go with... Uh, Sad boy Kevin. I know. <laughs> he's the one. I'm going to put him in limbo because he's hey. my favorite. <laughs> That's, That's not
0: fair. All right. Hey, it's a, it's a circle. Yeah, he's a virtuous non-Christian. Uh, he's punished uh, with eternity in an inferior heaven. <laughs> Yeah, that's so he lives in a castle with seven gates <laughs>
1: great he lives in a great place with all the virtuous pagans yeah. and like the smart homer people.
0: socrates aristotle he cicero lives... julius caesar yeah he was
1: julius caesar's in fucking <laughs> limbo apparently how do you how'd that fucking murderer get into limbo
0: <laughs> hey man he was a good dude all right he was and... not <laughs> andy again gluttony anger uh
1: I'm going to go with anger because, because we've...
0: No, we did treachery. You're right. You're yeah, right. We've,
1: gonna... uh, we've long, our long headcanon is that Andy, despite leaving the band on his own terms, despite yeah. being totally fine with <laughs> yes. it and doing his own thing, is harboring secret <laughs> hatred and resentment, even though that's obviously not the case.
0: So again, this is one that doesn't have layers. Um, transported on a boat by uh, F- Flagius um They Rageous. see. Oh, sorry, Dar- sorry. Dante and Virgil are, are being transported in a boat. So the wrathful are fighting each other on the surface of the river Styx, and the sullen. Oh, so is he wrathful or sullen? I'm gonna sullen, say he's sullen. 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 So he's gurgling beneath the surface of the water. <laughs> so he is eternally drowning oh hooray <laughs> all of the bean aches except for kevin went to hell kevin went t- just went to bad heaven
1: yeah <laughs> i love that bad heaven is a layer of hell well they have to put people like the thing is you're trying to sell christianity right at this yeah. point you're like oh it's not so bad you know oh you're a local god that's just a saint you yeah. Know, it's yeah it's fine it's fine it's <laughs> fine so like they're trying to be um you're trying to inclusive. get everybody inclusive and there's a word for it but syncretic syncretic oh they're I trying to be that. syncretic so okay. they're trying to absorb other religions oh, I'm okay. saying like oh, you're gonna have a much better life under christianity right and then like but they have to they're like well what about my grandpa right. Like he was living in this village before christ you even came like, well it's fine he's just gonna be in limbo <laughs> it's a place where we put people where they weren't they they couldn't have been christians they didn't have a chance to but they probably would have right. if they'd given the chance <laughs> like because everyone would be a christian <laughs> like it's that sort of thing yeah so but I think that limbo got taken away. I think it's just not. Oh it's, really? It's, it's just gone. A, yeah. It's Aww. it's now they're just in purgatory.
0: Okay, purgatorio. Purgati. Spaghetti. Jail in uh That's bang. Just a,
1: You eat gray spaghetti. <laughs> Purghetti? <laughs> Purghetti. You eat gray flavorless spaghetti. Mm, I spaghetti, want spaghetti for then, dinner. It'd, be like, it'd be like soba buckwheat noodles. Yeah. Like, it's just a gray spaghetti. You're just yeah. eating soba noodles With forever. It's just like
0: a, a a thick gravy on them <laughs> that doesn't taste like anything. A
1: gravy. G-R-A-Y-V-Y. Ah,
0: mm. You little wordsmith. Why aren't you in the naked Ladies?
1: I, wa- I had a dream.
0: <laughs> I remember. Uh, okay. Very good. Very good. You did a good job. Did I? <laughs> Okay, and now uh, we are going to read an iTunes review. Whoops, we don't have oh, whoops, any. A Please review us on iTunes. It helps other people find us, or at the very least, tell a friend to listen to this podcast. They can find it. You can find it on any of your... We can p- find it. We can find it on any of our podcatching apps. Any of them work just fine. And we're on Stitcher.
1: Pod scrambler.
0: We're not. We got turned out from Spotify. I didn't tell you this. We were rejected. Yeah.
1: <laughs> because we are
0: too... Uh, obscure, no, we violent. We rely too much on other people's work for our work. Oh, that's so, fair.
1: I mean, that's that's a fair absolutely. assertion,
0: yes. Uh, so sorry, Spotify. I mean, we could
1: if we, you know, were to do a bunch of solo apps, that'd be fun. Solo apps, solo apps, just you and me, buddy. Yeah, like the old days.
0: No, 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 we rely too much on the bare naked ladies. Oh, we play their clips. We like we have the word ba- they so don't they're... allow the podcast has the word bare naked ladies in the title. Okay, so they don't allow that.
1: Okay, yeah, huh. Well, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. they don't
1: have any like,
0: and not if you have the podcasts thing, podcasts like that, in like your movie title. review
1: podcasts, or
0: I think movie review podcasts don't have in the name of the podcast. Title. Oh, so you can have episode titles that are things, but not like it's all been done about because of... I think they're concerned that people are going to look for Better Good Ladies and find us and hit play, even though that's exactly the group that we want hitting play. Yes.
1: I don't know. Yeah, well, that's okay. I don't care. I care. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Saker.
0: It <laughs> sucks to be you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. Uh, anyway, you can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done at Better Good yeah. Ladies Podcast. You can get with us on Twitter at yeah. Pod. Get with us. Get with us. Get with Ev. Ev's going to tell you about a thing he wants to tell you about. He's pl- It's the famous time. Play that theme song. Plug, 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 plug. Evan's plug time. Do, all I, right, do okay. I get a
1: drop? Okay. Uh, do I get a drop?
0: That's I'm putting that into all future episodes.
1: <laughs> Just you singing it? Boy, I
0: really hope it turned out okay.
1: That, that, that,
0: what you plugging, bud, what you about, bud? Would you plugging, in bud? I'm anything. Do something. Just a little thing.
1: I'm going to plug the shirt Saker's wearing right now, which is a Rick and Morty shirt.
0: <laughs> Listen. A
1: shirt that he said he was ashamed to wear outside. I like Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's a great show.
0: I think it's great. I am ashamed to wear this outside. The reason I'm wearing this shirt this morning is because when i went to a convention
1: and that's why i always say shum shum shlippity dop
0: i also have rick and morty underwear (laughs) oh Oh, mr poopy
1: pants mr poopy butthole butthole. that's close
0: i i got up this morning and put on these underwear because they were clean and my wife said i i got them because i won them at a Mm -hmm. contest at a convention my wife said i can't believe you're wearing those underwear and i said i'll do you one better (laughs) I put the shirt on to shame her more. Yeah, but now
1: guess who's being shamed? Well, here's the thing with like Rick and Morty paraphernalia, like there, he has a Rick and Morty has a rough fan base on yes. occasion. Like, but I feel like most of them are fundamentally good people. So like, you see someone wearing a Rick and Morty shirt, and you're like, do you are you an asshole or do you just not know?
0: I don't think you even ask that. I think you automatically go to they are an asshole.
1: That's I mean. Mentally, I go there, yeah. but like again, they're probably not. They're probably just a, no, I'm sure. a guy whose mom knows they like Rick and Morty yes. and they bought them a fucking Rick and I'm Morty. I'm Sure, shirt. the
0: minority of people roll around on the ground in a McDonald's while screaming like a baby. Um, that is, but those are also the very visible minority, right? Because they upload YouTube videos yeah. that become mean Well, that's
1: just sort of that's just sort of the internet fucking alt right monster phenomenon where they'll take yeah. you know just it ta- all it takes is a small vocal amount of people who are willing to spend that long online coming up with terrible shit.
0: hate the internet
1: (laughs) it's great most of the time i guess
0: was i happier before i had it i feel like i had more time yeah
1: i mean i definitely spend a lot of time doing nothing but then also i spend a lot of time like reading articles that i see that my friends post and things like that so I, i mean i'm i feel like i'm better informed because of the internet but also the flip side is I'm not better informed because I spend a lot of time doing garbage stuff. But what really was the stuff I was doing before I was browsing, like, Facebook or Twitter, like, worth my time? No,
0: I was playing video games Uh more. But I actually enjoy playing
1: video games.
0: (laughs) I feel like Facebook and Twitter just, they're shreds that I fill Uh a void with. The
1: thing is, I don't browse them when I'm actually interested in what I'm doing. Like, they're like crutches for like, oh, I got nothing to do right now for, like, oh, really? five, ten minutes. I'm just going to fuck around online. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, I didn't... I'm old enough that I never had, like... I didn't have an internet childhood. Right. Like, I didn't get internet till I was in high school. Okay. So So, I'm not that, like... It doesn't grab me and hook me. And I, and I, I do spend a lot of time online. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's not something that calls to me.
0: Right. Right. I feel you. It calls to me. I can't watch movies at home. I need to go to a theater to watch Because if I do watch a movie at home, I will inadvertent like just mm. check my phone like mm. and i'll i'll, I'll get well, sucked into that's, something that's I just
1: shorthand know. i mean yeah, that's I just uh, people people do that nowadays i mean the only time i'm really averse to it is like in the middle of a conversation where somebody will pull out their phone like saker's doing right now like and just start checking shit i feel like that's really rude to do to the person you're talking to because you, you like i said you check you go online and check stuff when you're bored right and uh oh what's that my what friend
0: todd is watching jurassic park oh right cool now. yeah it looks
1: really fun yeah
0: well Evan, it's been a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs>
1: funny, funny ep <at-bat.
0: laughs> Um, I'm never gonna see you. My name's Guilty Sager. feet
1: and got no rhythm. I'm never gonna see you again. Even in one week.